Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra strong trash bags. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra strong with Arm and Hammer odor control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Change Agent's Dilemma for Tuesday, August 18th, 2009 on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Stagel, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, as I do every two weeks on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. The Change Agent's Dilemma is how to influence change without authority. And today the topic is about boosting your organizational power because influencing change without authority means that you need to compensate by finding other sources of power. During this episode, I'll share ideas on why you want power and give you some practical ways to increase the power you have no matter where you are in your organization. So what is power? Typically, we associate power with uh, Political power, for example, we give the government and, and the people who we elect power to make laws for us and to hold us accountable to those laws, for example. So that's one example of power. Another example of power is strength, you know, brute force. People, we have no people who are powerful just because they are assertive and uh, have physical strength, for example. We also have the example of people who are authoritarian people who use their titles just to get things done. Because they are a CEO or because they have another title, you know, they're not afraid to use it in order to get things done. There's other sort of subtle positional power. For example, you know, we, all have, uh, we all have the experience of having a boss who asked us to do something and we did it just because they're our boss, not necessarily because we wanted to. So those are the things that we typically associate with power. So power really is the ability to get things done in an organization. It's the, the ability to take action without permission, for example. With, we all have a scope of power that we have that we can make decisions within without really asking people for permission. Some people, for example, have the ability to hire and fire people. Other people don't. Power also is the ability to make decisions on behalf of other people. Uh, and also, for example, spending money. You know, certain jobs usually have with them some kind of threshold for the amount of money that they can spend without having to ask someone who has more power than they do. And power also is the ability to get things done by influencing other people. So when we talk about the power that's not the kind that I started talking about, the political power and brute force and authoritarianism, and without having a title, there's really, it's really more informal. And this type of power is something that's given to us by other people. You can loan power from someone who has more of it. Typically, we call that empowerment. So you can have someone uh, higher up in an organization than you to delegate some authority to you. You can also earn power from those uh, who are either peers or also maybe lower than you in the organization, who let you make decisions for them, who listen to you, 
and who uh, will let you influence them just based on the power that you have that we're going to talk about. So possessing this power means that I think colleagues are more likely to do what you ask, not always, but more likely. They respect your opinion more, and they're willing to follow you in the direction that you want to go. So today's show is not about how to influence others, but actually how to get yourself into a position to be able to influence them. And I'm going to go through a few examples of things you can do to increase your organizational power. The first really is a foundation, and that is to shore up your integrity. When it comes to leading change and influencing people, your integrity is your most important characteristic. Integrity is what you have that is, makes you credible, means you're trustworthy, and both of those things are required in order to earn power from other people. If people don't trust you, they're not going to let you make decisions for them. They're not going to necessarily believe what you say. Uh, not going to give you attention. So uh, when people know that they can count on you, they'll give you the authority to take on responsibility and make decisions that affect them. Now here's the catch. That the only way to increase your integrity is to not do things that destroy it. Okay, I'll say that again just to be clear. The only way to increase your integrity is to not do things that destroy it. So, but unfortunately, it's a lot easier to see how others are destroying their own integrity than to see how you're destroying your own. Or not destroying necessarily, but at least, you know, picking away at it by some of those smaller things that you do. Now, certainly, I'm not no exception to this, and I'll give you an example. Several years ago, a number of us worked in an organization where we felt that we were basically victims of bad leadership. So what did we do? Well, we commiserated with each other about it and you know, talked about all the things that this guy was doing wrong and basically talking behind his back, right? So we were talking about all the things that this particular leader was doing to destroy his own integrity. But in the meantime, we were destroying our own integrity by talking about this guy behind his back. So what happened was I found a book called The Transparency Edge, How Credibility Makes can make or break you in business. And when I was reading that book, it really convicted me that some of the things that I was doing in the name of pointing out other people's integrity, for example, was destroying my own integrity. Because when you talk about someone behind their back, whether it's gossip or complaining, it really um, other people look at you and say, well, I wonder what she's saying behind my back, right? And so that destroys, picks away at your integrity. So I found this book, and I'll say it again because I recommend it. It's called The Transparency Edge, and the author is, the last name is Pagano. And uh, it has a lot of practical ways that you can uh, not destroy your integrity. So I recommend picking that up. Some of the things that the book talks about, for example, what I just said, refrain from talking about others in their absence, and that means gossip or complaining. Uh, it also talks about keeping your promises which means doing things on time when you say you're going to get something done, but it also means that you match your actions to your words. That's another way of promise, is when you say something that your actions actually match what you're saying. And another example is to tell people the truth. And that's uh, probably obvious, but even if the answer is I don't know or I can't tell you, uh, sometimes that's better than telling someone that you don't know 
uh, even when you actually do. And then they find out later that you knew it. Uh, it, they, it picks away at your integrity. So shore up your integrity. It's definitely the foundation that you need in order to start to be able to earn power. So another example of something you can do to increase your organizational power is to make broader connections. Really, I'm talking about internal networking in your organization and making yourself a hub. Um, for example, uh, when I was starting out in a company, I started out as an industrial engineer. And after a couple of years doing that, my boss came to me and he said, we have this new production line coming in. I'd like you to take on production scheduling, which I thought to myself immediately, that sounds not very interesting. And, but what he said, and he was very wise, and it really set me up for being able to succeed later on in the organization, was that the production scheduling job is one that is well-connected. And uh, you'll be able to... Uh, talk to a lot of people that you wouldn't normally have talked to. And it's true, at that point I had pretty much only talked to people in manufacturing and quality, for example. But in the production scheduling job, I'll give you an example. We've got, uh, got uh, manufacturing, quality, purchasing, logistics, forecasting, customer service, marketing of new items, even accounting when we talked about budgeting. So that really catapulted me into a more connected position. So there are a lot of different ways that you can do that. Some jobs are like that, where you can be connected to a lot of people just by taking on certain responsibilities. But you can also have it not be part of your job to make yourself a hub by by volunteering for cross-functional committees, for example. Maybe your company has a luncheon every month that you can you can volunteer to be part of that committee. Maybe there's a newsletter committee that has uh, people from all over the organization. Maybe there are some uh, philanthropy opportunities. You know, if we have the, the different walks for charity that your company participates in, if you participate in those, you'll meet more people. You'll be able to build the relationships that uh, will eventually, if someone, when if you ask somebody to do something, now that you have the relationship, that will help you to have power in order to get them to do that. So a related thing that you can do to increase your organizational power is to increase your visibility. If you think about it, especially now in the days that we live in, attention is power. And you can see that just by the so, the so many different opportunities we have for people to steal our attention, if you will, whether it be TV or Internet or social media. And, but really, if people have your attention they have power from you. So we can think of celebrity examples. If you think of Oprah, you know, how much power does she have? She just puts a book on a list and she can sell millions of copies, right? So that's an example of attention being power. And advertisements, people who are sponsoring different products. So when we pay attention to someone, we allow them the opportunity to influence our beliefs and also how we spend our time and how we spend our money. So some of the ways that you can increase your, your visibility in your organization, you can possibly write articles for your company newsletter, maybe even about what you're trying to get done for your change initiative. That would be a good idea, right? Uh, you can host a brown bag lunch and uh, just 
advertise it so that people come. And even if they don't come, at least they've seen that you're a part of, you're trying to be visible. Like they'll be, they'll see your name out there more. But you also want to want leaders to take notice. So, for example, if you have any opportunities to make a presentation to leaders in your organization, I know a lot of people would run away from that. Um, but if you have the opportunity to make a presentation, that's a great opportunity to get leaders' attention. And also, speak up. Um, uh, several years ago, I had an opportunity. I was in uh, just a, an a organization-wide meeting. The, CDE, the CEO got up. And for the life of me, I can't remember what he was talking about. But I remember at the end he said, and if you have any questions, send me an email, and we'll put something on the schedule so we can get together and talk about it. And I'm sure everybody else in the room ignored that. But I didn't. I said, well, that sounds like an opportunity. So <laughs> I took him up on that. I don't know if he was really serious about it, but I took him up on it. And... Um, Basically, sent him, the, sent him the email, asked him an intelligent question, set up a meeting with him, and I got to meet with the CEO. And that actually catapulted uh, a series of meetings where we were meeting every month to talk about some of the things that I'm interested in as far as organizational change and all that. So he was able to see me suddenly as someone who actually thinks about these things, is interested in helping the organization. So if you have an opportunity like that, for visibility at high levels, do not pass it by. Because when management gives you their time and attention, they're giving you the opportunity to influence them. So take advantage of the power that they're lending you in that moment. So another thing that you can do is to exercise the power that you already have. You probably have latent power that you're not using. Or maybe you are using it and you don't really even know that you're using it. And becoming aware of it can really help you to uh, boost it even further. Uh, you know, not using power that you have is as useful as not having it at all. So here are some examples of power that everyone has but not everybody uses. And one is time. You exercise your power by what you spend your time on because really it's the only finite a asset that you have. You know, we only have so much, so many years in our lifetime, we only have so many hours in the day, only so many days in the week. And so what you spend your time on really can be powerful. You know, are you spending it doing things that are high priority for your organization? Are you using your time for things that uh, can help move your initiative forward? Are you spending your time on the internet and on Facebook? Um, how you spend your time is how you're spending your power. Another example is your knowledge. And I'm sure everyone's heard the phrase, knowledge is power. Uh, but really, knowledge is not power unless you're using it. So demonstrate what you know and show people what's interesting to you so you can share it with them. Another example of power that we have is our personal attitude. A recent study showed that happiness is actually contagious. If the people who are around you are happy, even the people who are, who are around you, their friends are happy, it affects you. I mean, it's not even just the immediate people around you that happiness is contagious. 
But I think probably the, the opposite is true. If people are angry or upset, that's also contagious. So you have the ability to influence other people by choosing your own attitude in a situation. And also we have power through the responsibility that, our, that we have. You carry power in the tasks that you personally manage. And a great example of this is an administrative assistant who works for a, a leader, an executive, say, in a company. That person, by title, doesn't necessarily have a ton of power, but they control the schedule of very important people in the organization, so they have power just based on what their job description is. Even in the example that I talked about with the production scheduler, in that situation I had a lot of power because I could control what was scheduled on the production line. So if somebody had a customer that needed something, I could say, yes, I can do that, or no, we can't do that. So different jobs, every job carries some amount of power based on what you are able to accomplish. But you can also take on more responsibility to earn more power once you realize how much you have. Now, here's the key, because it might sound like I'm saying, well, you want to control everything, control your time, control your knowledge, and hoard it, you know, not share it with anyone. But I really think that that's uh, a, limiting, a limiting belief. Uh, I know of a couple of people that I can think of where they were hoarding their own knowledge and not sharing, with, sharing it with anyone, and it became a source of, they thought, job security, and it turned out it wasn't. Uh, in one example, it was someone who was hoarding their knowledge, and it turned out that we didn't. It turned out they didn't even have the knowledge; they were getting it from someone else. And we we finally figured that out. And then another person that um, was hoarding knowledge, and people decided, well, if it's not worth sharing, then it's not worth knowing. And uh, so, in both cases, those people ended up without jobs. So, if you hoard knowledge, it's not a good thing. If you hoard your time, it's not a good thing. All these things, if you keep it to yourself, the power is, is only what you have. But if you actually share it, if you share your time, if you use your time in order to help people who have maybe less power than you or help people to accomplish things, if you use your knowledge and share it, uh, you can go a long way to increasing your organizational power. For example, um, several years ago, if for some reason, I ended up becoming the queen of Excel in this company. And so people who I normally wouldn't work with, if they had an Excel question, people would say, well, go ask Heather. She could probably help you. And usually it was something that I could just help them fix in five or ten minutes. So not a lot of investment in time, but an investment in knowledge and helping me show them how to do the things that they needed to do. And that helped in increase my power in the organization by sharing um, my own power with them. So I truly believe when you exercise power generously that it multiplies for you. So if you can advocate for others in your organization who have less power than you, they will give it back to you in return. And the last uh, thing that you can do to increase your power that I have on my list, at least there's probably many others, is to ask for it. And really, I'm talking more about empowerment. So not asking people who uh, 
work for you or who are lower in the organization. Don't ask them for power because that seems a little strange. But asking people for power who have more of it than you. And, again, typically we would call that empowerment. So leaders can bestow power to you by acknowledging your expertise, by acknowledging your ownership of a project, and having their attention and their empowerment can legitimize your efforts and your own power. But the thing is that um, even though you can see obviously that maybe you need support in one form or another, leaders don't automatically consider providing that to you. After all, it's their power, so they may not see that you need some of what they've got, um, especially because power is something people usually want to keep to themselves. But if you feel like you need more support in one form or another, you might need to ask for it. So sometimes that can can be a title or a promotion. In certain organizations, that's important. Who you are, what, what you know, what is at the front of your job description, whether it be manager, director, vice president, or whatever. But sometimes it's just a matter of uh, asking for part of their attention. For example, if we go back to something else that I talked about, gaining visibility and attention. If you know that your boss is putting together a presentation on something that's important to you, or even if it's not important to you, <laughs> but if you have something to say about it, you might ask them if you can have a piece of their presentation to give to whoever they're giving it to. So that way you get visibility, you get part of their power because they're demonstrating support for you. But also, you might have to ask for that promotion or title in order to get the positional authority in your organization. That's one way to gain authority. Um, and in fact, that's something that I ended up doing um, where I, a company that I was a manager, and my title was manager, and I wanted to become um, more visible, get more legitimacy in the organization as someone who was uh, over or who was responsible for organizational effectiveness. So I put together a job description, and this is not a position that existed already in the organization. So I put together a job description, and I shared it with the head of human resources. And I said, you know, I think we need somebody like this in our, in our organization, and I think it should be me. And so um, he went ahead and shared that with the CEO. This was before I think we had I had the conversation with the CEO shared that with the CEO who shared it with my boss, and they came back to me and they said, are you not happy or something? <laughs> because I had uh, shared that I wanted a different job, basically. And I, I just said, it's not that I'm not happy. I just think that I would like to do this and I'd like to try it. I think it would be useful for the organization. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, it wasn't immediate. It probably took about a year, actually, uh, to, of reminding them that this is something that I wanted to do and that we needed. But it took a year, but I actually got the job, got the title change. So ask for the promotion, ask for the title change if you really think that it will help, if you really want it. You might just get it. Um, but I, I do want to have a caveat to that, which is I don't want anyone to think that you have to have a title, you have to have a certain uh, job in order to make change happen and influence people. I don't want asking for a title, expecting that you need it to be an excuse for not exercising the power that you have and boosting your own organizational power by some of the means that I've talked about already. So in summary, 
Uh, power is the ability to take action. It's the power to make decisions on behalf of other people. And it's the ability to influence other people. And some of the ways that you increase your power, first of all, is by shoring up your integrity. That's really the foundation. If you know, We've seen so many people in, in public life who do one thing to immediately destroy their integrity, and suddenly we, we want to take power from them because it's, integrity is just something that we expect people in power to have. So shore up your integrity. Also another way to increase power, make broader connections. Develop more relationships in your organization outside of your normal span of influence so that when the time comes, you can create a groundswell if you'd like and uh, show that you have support from a large portion of the organization. You can increase your visibility by gaining people's attention. You gain the power to be able to influence them. You can exercise the power that you already have and exercise it generously so that it can multiply. And finally, you can ask for it if you need it. So the goal of all these ways that I've just talked about to boost power is, of course, not to gain power itself. I mean, what's the point of having power if you're not going to use it? And once you have more power, it's up to you to figure out how best to use it to make change happen in your organization. So um, in two weeks, we'll have the next episode on Tuesday, September 1st at 11 a.m. Eastern. I'm so happy to have my first guest. Her name is Lisa Hartalupis of ExecuCoach, and we are going to be talking about mastering resilience. As the rate of change increases in organizations, employees, and you will face increasing anxiety and fear. Resilience is the ability to absorb, incorporate, and move on from change. So that is going to be very useful information. I'm looking forward to it. Um, in the meantime, if you would like to see how we might work together to influence change in your organization, please visit www.enclaria.com. Thank you for listening to The Change Agent's Dilemma. Take care and best wishes for your change initiative. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags, always at an ultra-low price. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong with Arm and Hammer Odor Control. Available at Sam's Club. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags. Always at an ultra-low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head-to-head. -head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra-strong with Arm & Hammer Odor Control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty.